Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 131 for the 5th of March, 2010. Hey James, how you doing? I'm very well, Ian. And yourself? I'm doing all right. I've uh, just been uh, enjoying some of this beautiful sunshine we've been having in uh, in London. It's uh, it's an amazing thing. I've declared it to be spring. You're thawing out a little, indeed. Just just a little, but uh, yeah. Nice day. I was freezing this week. I must say, doing my on the electric bike. But, uh, <laughs> when it's cold, that battery doesn't last as long as I'd like. Oh really? There you go. Interesting yeah. uh, environmental mm. aspect to that. Unfortunately not. I think they only get hot when they charge up. I think they cool down. Uh-huh. It's something to do with entropy. Uh-huh. Um, so here we are on the couch. Yep. What do we talk about? Uh, we talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology, and uh, we'd like to cover what's happening in uh, the business world, technology, content delivery. Bit of mobile, loads of gaming, and other weird stuff, which uh, we seem to have a full rank of uh, information something, to talk about this all week. different yes. categories, depending on how you categorise them. Well done to the editors. Yes. Um, so, um, without further ado, uh, mm. it's been a lot of earthquakes around recently, and yeah, obviously it's, it's not just Chile and Haiti. There's... Yeah. Uh, Old Taiwan's been hit by the big one. Not not a particularly big one, I must say. But big um, enough. Big enough. So, what's the impact of that? Six point four on the Richter scale. That's that's a fairly. You know, that's not not to be sneezed at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like they've. Uh, it's actually affected some of their production because uh, I don't know if you know James, but a lot of semiconductors get made in Taiwan. Oh yes. Well, I made mean, quite a almost probably a large percentage. I would say probably. Yeah. So TSMC yeah. is the big one, isn't it? Yeah, um, and uh, they've lost a day and a half worth of wafers, wow. uh, which, uh, as you know, the, uh, the semiconductors get get created on massively large wafers and then chopped up into little pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. And so a day and a half, I don't know how they lost a day and a half. Anyway, they lost a day well, and a half I guess if there's I mean, probably a whole batch, which is getting, because mm. they get etched and stuff. I mean, if it's wobbling around a bit, clearly you can't etch or you mess up yeah. a whole production run. So exactly. you have to then probably retool the production line. Yep. Um, get rid of the wafers, you know, reschedule Total everything. Game. It's a nightmare. Yeah, totally. Um, what a mess. So that that could have big follow-on effects. And, um, mm. you know, there's all sorts of rumors about what that might mean. Um, and an earthquake is quite interesting, actually. I mean, I was listening to some stuff the other week about mm-hmm. how you can, like Twitter has been used to sort of monitor earthquakes because in like, places like Silicon Valley, there's loads of earthquakes all the time, yeah. quite small ones. Mm-hmm. But people say, oh, felt a quake. And mm. so people can monitor that. And I don't know, I saw something on my computer the other day. You know, a lot of computers these days, laptops have got um, vibration okay. sensors yeah, to basically sensors, yeah. lift the disc head. So someone had written mm-hmm. some clever tool that would basically, like it is, as a background activity, we would report seismic activity based on stationary laptops. Wow, that is very cool. So you could use that to report over IP if there's a tremor. But obviously, mm. you know, it's quite clever because you've got to disable if someone's typing because that would be perceived as a tremor. Mm. Um, That's so, uh, Yeah, but I think it hogged too many CPU cycles. So, <laughs> anyway. um, so that's quite cool. But yeah, so earthquakes do have disruptions even on us far away on nice big lumps of granite, people. Yes. So it could affect our gadget uptake. Indeed, it will. Uh, and uh, also in the business news, we've got YouTube claiming they're going to be profitable in 2010. Yeah, they've introduced some new features, haven't they, um, this week? I mm. think about... Um, like uh, banners and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I don't think they've worked out how to do it yet, have they? Well, I mean, YouTube's only five years old. So, mm. uh, I mean, for a, 
for a tech startup, that's quite old. But for uh, any any sort of large company, anyone that uh, well, certainly a media company doesn't expect <laughs> to make money for you know, ten years, yeah, yeah, five, ten years. Yeah, um, certainly cable companies or satellite companies take ten to fifteen years to actually hmm. uh, get to that point. Uh, I mean, the the stats on uh, on YouTube are quite amazing. A billion views every day, twenty hours mm. of new video uploaded every minute, and three hundred million users worldwide. Is, I mean, that's they're quite astonishing figures. I mean, if you can't make money with those sort yeah, of numbers, I, must admit, I mean, I I look at it. I mean, people were telling me that you know, if you're looking, don't because uh, it's still mm. Google. But if you go to YouTube, I was looking at how to mend something the other day. Mm. Um, so I thought I'd go to Google, uh, YouTube and have a look. Right. I didn't find what I was looking for instantly, but um, <laughs> but sometimes there are people who are just you know putting up how to videos mm. and things like that. Mm. Uh, In fact, even even the other day, I was watching a YouTube video on how to repair your bicycle. Oh right! Oh yeah, there's loads of those. Yes, it's very cool because uh, you know the, adjusting those gear ratio and magic knob things are quite tricky. But but the people you know, who record it are quite scary, aren't they? <laughs> there are a few scary people out there. But, <laughs> but good for them. I mean, do you, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I consume more from the internet than I put back into it. We're just uh, we're just parasites on the information superhighway, James. Indeed, indeed. Well, I like to you know give as good as I get. But well, well you had a blog happening at the moment about your, your yeah big my move. impending move. So mm-hmm. that's up there. Um, and I guess you know, we do try and put things out there. I mean, this this obviously counts, doesn't it? Definitely. So definitely. I think we are putting our little bit back, and I hope you are too, listeners. So if you're not, or you want to tell us about your amazing web venture, send yeah. us to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter. Definitely. We'd love good. to hear from you. Yeah, I think we've had quite a few Twitter people follow us. It's quite fun. It's mm, um, great. So uh, I forgot to tweet that we were recording. I should have done that, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, so meanwhile, back in technology, and th- this seems a bit like deja vu. What's uh, this is Sky Deutschland who yeah. decided to follow in the steps of its UK counterpart and do uh, a live 3D transmission, mm-hmm. uh, and it's showing the March 14 match uh, between a couple of um, sporting teams whom I'm not particularly familiar with. I presume it's football, but. <laughs> Yes, Bayer, um, Leverkusen, and Hamburger SV. Mm. Is it really Hamburger as in Hamburger? Interesting. Two of my favorite um, teams. I guess they just probably use exactly the same outside broadcast crew. Yeah, they probably just did the Man United game. Shove them on a train um, and send it over. Exactly, because uh, it'll be which, the same, same format. Uh, you know, I think, I, I mean, I th- I'm sure they did learn from the last uh, match they did in 3D here in the mm. UK, but I'm actually quite interested in seeing a different sport because... Uh, as uh, as we noted last time, we talked about the UK broadcast. The yeah. the uh, reproduction of kind of close ups and and that kind of stuff was pretty cool. But once you actually kind of panned back, yeah, the long to see shots. The whole, there's no real yeah, depth. There's no depth, and yeah, it's like, and the, yeah whatever. The cheesy on air graphics. That was the uh, mm. whoa. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I guess uh, it comes down because inevitably you're not going to have as many cameras on site in 3D as you are just exactly. regular so and, and that's i must admit if you look at the coverage on pay tv sports it's typically a lot better because they've typically mm. got a lot more cameras on site yeah um, and that means you can move angles you can get to the action exactly. better extreme close-ups um, you know, i think the days of player cam have gone but uh, <laughs> but, but I'm, i'd be interested to see some other sports like for example tennis um curling <laughs> Killing in 3D. Some of those, uh, some of those snowboarding events in 3D would be very yeah. cool. Though that would be cool. Exactly. Except when it's foggy. <laughs> yeah, when it's like <laughs> yes, it's 3D. You does a way to swim through the fog to get at it. That'd be uh, quite wicked. Mm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, I guess it's uh, it's a new technology. It's great to see Sky trying things, experimenting, seeing what works, what doesn't. So um, mm. by the time we all have our 3D sets uh, ready for Avatar in uh, November this year, then um, they'll sort it all out. 
yeah with our 3d blu-ray players exactly yeah we'll, uh, we'll see if that happens um are you going to get a new tv then are you holding out what are you yeah uh, i think um, i think it's time i think it's time the uh <laughs> it's funny, I was watching a movie the other night and because it's it was... break a- your tube, so to speak. That's <laughs> right. Because it, it was a movie in, you know, one of those kind of ultra-wide screen, let's absolutely keep every single pixel that was on the cinema kind of thing, but on my 4x3... <laughs> the, the, actual, the actual picture was about, I don't know, three inches tall, maybe, maybe a bit more, but not very much. It's like, uh, I think it's time for a new TV. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I think I'm glad I waited because, uh, you know, there's quite a few 120 hertz TVs out there now, so... But I'm not convinced they're going to do 3D. Really? Yeah. You need oh, to do James. a bit of shopping. Pop uh, around and, and check it out. Okay. It's not quite as simple as that. Uh, it's never simple, is it? No. Well, if you, if you have HDMI 1.4, you mm-hmm. may get away with it, but... Uh, okay. Uh, I mean... Uh, I can see myself turning up to a uh, TV store here in the UK and, ah, oh, you, you have HDMI 1.4? And, and the spotty kid like, going, uh-huh. What? <laughs> Help, yes. help, call for backup. <laughs> yeah. So on, uh, speaking of new gadgets and things, James, are you going to get, like, get yourself an iPad? Well, rumours are, there's lots of rumours, obviously, I think mm-hmm. Apple-esque is rumoured, but um, you've picked out some rumour here saying that they're going to be late, um, mm-hmm. whether it's due to earthquakes in Taiwan or not, I don't know. Um, maybe there's going to be limited supply. Um, mm. Certainly, the US is obviously going to get it first. Yep. Well, as we know, there's nothing quite like having a sellout demand for your gadget. And the best way of doing that is by not selling very many. Yes, not having a lot <laughs> is always a top tip. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess um, I'll wait and see. Um, uh, but uh, I, I guess there's been no announcement about who's going to be the 3G carriers outside of the mm. US. Um, which is a key part, so the deals mm. have to be done. Yeah, I guess it's. I mean, it sounds like they've got the you know they've got the devices. It's now a matter of. Uh, doing all the, the commercial stuff, which is what often takes the time. So yeah, and there's lots of things about you know it's got a microphone, it's got a speaker. You know, there's people saying, oh, maybe it should have had a camera in there. Wait for the second one. Mm. All this kind of stuff. But uh, I, I'm keen to get my hands on one. Certainly, mm. I think there'll be a, you know I think the the masses will be trekking into yeah. uh, Apple stores to cop a feel, so to speak. Yep. And, uh, and, like and I think we, uh, and April I think three. that's yeah, and I think that's the key part about it because. Mm. You know, until you've actually got your hands on it, you'll mm-hmm. just think, oh, it's just a big iPod. Yeah. I mean, I think when you've got your hands on it, you might still think it's a big iPod. But yeah. But, you know, this is the the things we don't know. And I think, you know, that's the, uh, it's how you feel about something, which is a bit weird yeah. for a gadget because... Uh, that's true. And it's only when you actually get one in your hands and go, yeah, I, I can't believe I can't I live I without this. <laughs> Let me pop home and sell my entire house. Mm-hmm. That's the, uh, that's the thing. Um and of course, in an Apple store, it'll be fully Wi-Fi'd up and you'll get lots of juicy things on it. So, um, I'm sure it'll be a big event. So indeed. look forward to that. Um, are you going to get one? You know, I'm very tempted because... Uh, That's the kind of guy you are. Because <laughs> it looks like a cool gadget. And um, I'm, sure the, I'm sure some of the apps that'll come out for it actually will be very cool. Because but what about your investment in e-reader books from your Sony device? Yeah, that's true. Um, this is can do movies and it's in color and it's a newer gadget. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a still. I remember when I first held my first iPod. Mm-hmm. Sounds a bit weird, but I just thought, you know, how did they get so many, so much into such a small thing? Yep. yep. It was the Nano. I think the first Nano. It was like that. It's just yeah, so. That's right. It was like there's alien technology here. How does it work? <laughs> it's pretty much. Um, so we'll wait and see. So very good. Now, um, still things are dripping out of Mobile World Congress. I guess people mm-hmm. are kind of doing the uh, the analysis of what happened and piecing bits and pieces together. So we've got a bit mm. of news from there. 
So, and mm-hmm. I even heard some story about you know Apple going to be launching a super low end phone to compete with the the Android sort of entourage that are coming forward. And Palm is getting nailed because there's just so much noise in the smartphone market with an- loads of Android phones coming up. Mm. But um, Microsoft and Windows Phone Seven, yeah. what's up there? Well, we've got a few a few Microsoft related. Uh, mobile stories which is nice to cover someone other than apple for a change in, mm. the, in the mobile space and uh, some of the news coming out about windows phone 7 series is that uh, uh, they're looking at using silverlight which is their kind of flash equivalent type of technology dot mm-hmm. uh, net will be uh, used as a prominent technology in there as well uh, but also the fact that um you know they're they're seeing how they can integrate what's happening on the windows phone with the xbox itself so I'm very interested to see how they link those two things together. Uh, I mean, as we talked about the PSP, it's never kind of quite caught on with the kind of PSP linked with the PS3. Yeah. Um, but uh, how are they going to link uh, Windows Phone 7 in with the Xbox? Are they going to make it a seamless experience? Is it going to be part of, you know... Uh, I mean, there's lots of cool things you could be doing, but... Um, I guess they can link it in with the marketplace. I mean, Xbox mm. Live, you could say, is... is Although it's clearly the, the clues in the name, Xbox, mm-hmm. um, it is essentially kind of an, almost, I guess, an iTunes type portal with access mm-hmm. to movies. I don't know if it's got music, but I would guess so. Mm-hmm. Certainly music videos, I'm sure. So it is an option to have a single sign on, single account. And I guess lots of satisfied users of Xbox Live. So, yep. um, you know, if you can use your gamer tag as a, as a way of getting all your stuff there and sharing it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if the content owners are happy with that, that's the other thing. That's true. Uh, and the other rumors we've got happening uh, with Microsoft is uh, they've got this, it's been labeled Project Pink. And I think that's because someone picked up some string in some uh, firmware that they decompiled or something. I don't know what it was. Or some mm-hmm. phone that got put to the, through the FCC. They've got a few phones. Looks like uh, uh, looks like the Sidekick. And, um, yeah, it looks so like it's, a blurry. <laughs> Mr. Blurry Cam has taken some the more pictures. Sidekick <laughs> like pure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, so it looks like these uh, are going on sale very soon and the, the claim is that it's very intuitive better than Android um, got beautiful animations but they're not um, going to say it's worse are they? <laughs> well oh, a new phone yeah, is worse than Android <laughs> and even worse than an iPhone it is really bad <laughs> we suggest you Mind buy you, I did actually see a review like that uh, recently that said well this phone's pretty old and um, it's not very like good poor there, sound quality can't browse the web don't do it <laughs> I guess it's going to have, I mean, the big thing at the moment is, you know, browsing all the web, i.e. does it support um, Flash? That's that's, the uh, thing. That's still the bad. Oh, there's even another blurry picture in the show notes. I do encourage you to look at uh, the blurry pictures. (laughs) Mr. Blurry Um, Cam. These are from, this is the Gizmodo Blur Cam. (laughs) Um, That's right. So you can't have real photos, you know, of uh, pre-release products unless they're completely blurry. Exactly. But there is more. There's been a, a there's a leaked pink firmware. Sounds that sounds really dodgy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does my pink firmware leaked? Um, <laughs> oh, yep, indeed they've. And again, they've pulled it apart and uh, worked out that there's traces of the Zune in there. The stuff to do with Facebook, Twitter, Yahoo, Windows the, Live. The Zune has that ever got outside the US? I don't think it has, right? Uh, I think there was some. I, I actually, I've never seen one outside of the US. Even when I've been in the US, yeah. I've gone, "Oh, it's a Zune." Well, because there's a big jump, isn't there, to obviously licensed content for the yeah, Zoom market. Yeah, licensing, like uh, licensing it for the US mm. is hard enough, but uh, doing it in the rest of the world, as Apple... I mean, Apple only even got to New Zealand last year. It's like, uh, the things yeah. seem to take time, these deals. I think they've just 
following electricity. Oh, um, no, sorry, sorry, our New Zealand listeners. Yeah, we love you um, lots. We love you lots. <laughs> no offense, blame Ian. He's the Antipodean. Um, so now onto gaming. Gaming, yeah. I had some news um, that the PlayStation Three um, online community had a bit of an outage. Yes, there's some firmware yeah. issues um, mm. last week, uh, but I guess uh, both users were didn't notice probably. <laughs> Um, so, but I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I, I must admit after the, all the home stuff, nothing really as exciting has happened there, but, um, mm. the big news, happy birthday to you is the, uh, the PS2 is 10 PS2, years old. Right? Yeah. Now I remember when the PS2 came out, James, when, uh, I was actually at work and, uh, I was discussing this with, uh, with, with my work colleagues at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember one, one of the guys there was really keen on it. He was, thought it was fantastic. It had a DVD player in it. And it could play games, and it could even play his PS One games, uh, but it had all this new, you know, three D magic technology stuff. Network connection, the whole thing. Yeah, it was, yeah. was going to be the most amazing thing ever. Uh, and you know, it, it's it's funny to kind of uh, laugh about it now, but at the time, that was really a quite amazing technology, you know, crunch of all that sort of stuff in this one box. Um, mm. And Sony really took the lead there. Uh, from everything else that was going on at the time, I, I know that uh, you know Sega had. Uh, I don't know when the Dreamcast kind of fit in that kind of chronological sequence, but all those other consoles kind of just went. Phew, they just weren't even on the on the playing field, and everyone was mm-hmm. totally hyped about it. I mean, I know we kind of hype technology uh, much better these days because it's more of a mainstream thing. But uh, the PS2 still was quite an amazing device, uh, and we kind of followed that up by. I did a did a quick scan to find out how the February console uh, sales had gone. Oh, but what you didn't look at here is February two thousand and eight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so Ian's dug up some outdated story here oh, about how the PS two was still outselling everything else, <laughs> but that was a couple of years ago. So well, we, yes, we'd, we'd like to bring you, we'd like to bring you figures <laughs> of two thousand and ten. However, the research department has failed. Um, but I mean, I guess your, your point there is in that a 10 year old platform is still probably holding its own on sale. Yeah. Right? You know what? That actually makes sense now. Cause I was reading that article saying, Hey, it's really funny. The seven year old PS2 is still selling really well. I'm going, I don't know. You guys have got it wrong. It's 10 years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, there's the slim and light kind of thing. Um, new titles are starting to come out on PS3 only, um, I, mean, I guess people are still, I mean, there's a lot of, if you're going to get a kid gaming, they don't, and they haven't got an HD set, mm-hmm. a PS2 is the thing to get them and they can play DVDs and uh, you're pretty safe because you can't go online or you, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so um, or you, maybe you can, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there still who are, I guess, not hardcore gamers because then you're going to go for an Xbox Live. Well, um, uh, I mean, as, as we were talking about uh, a week or two ago, James, uh, in, in South America and Brazil particularly, the mm-hmm. PS2 is still very, very, very popular. Uh, so I don't know whether it's just um, accessibility of hacked games. Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, ship your PS price. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean it, it's got to be the price point and the number of games and mm-hmm. you know the the maybe the lack of broadband. But uh, I still think it's a good platform. Um, yep, and uh, good good uh, props to them. I think it's a good um, good thing. Have you got one? Uh, PS2? No, I never. I never got into yeah. that. Um, but I know pretty much everyone in the world has one except has one. you. You are such a Luddite. For someone doing a media and technology <laughs> podcast, you're kind of lost in the dark ages. Yeah, here, pretty you? much. With, with on the gaming side, yeah, I'm terrible. Like, uh, mm-hmm. It's just not... But you've got a Wii, though, haven't you? So I do have a Wii, so... I've have you upgraded your Wii to um, get the BBC iPlayer on it? No, I should do that. Do a firmware upgrade. It was not too bad, actually. I, um, 
I had to give my Wii to somebody else because it's not going to work in the US because it's PAL only. But uh, uh-uh. uh, my sister is looking after it, so I took the mm-hmm. liberty of putting iPlayer on it, and it worked uh, pretty well actually. I mean, it nice. takes a while. I mean, there is a bit of a wait time while it spools up and starts streaming out, but you know, perfectly acceptable if you if you're going to access catch up. And content. it's on your TV. That's fantastic. Yeah, with the with the remote to access it. So uh, not Good bad work. at all. Good work. Um, so other stuff. What's um. Yep. Now, uh, I've, I've just been trying to pull up uh, the, the console figures for... Uh, what well, we've been bluffing our uh, way through, you mean? And uh, any, any answers? Uh, no, I found the figures for 2009, which okay. took a little bit <laughs> either, so... Never mind, we'll, we'll move on. We'll mm. cover that next week. Uh, so, in the... Uh, definitely, definitely in the uh, other category here, James, we have um, uh, a fabulous story from a research team... Uh, that are put together. Uh, this is, uh, and in the show notes, this guy looks like he's been attacked by Spider-Man. <laughs> it's great. So, I mean, you've you've been on a train, James, and uh, and had someone. I'm on the you. phone. You've had someone say, <laughs> "Yep," and uh, they're chatting away nice and loudly because uh-huh. it's very hard to hold cold a conversation with someone who's not there and and uh, and keep the keep the mm-hmm. communication going without speaking loudly and clearly. And you've uh, really wanted to smack them around a bit because uh, yeah. you just wanted some quiet. Thanks very much. Well, these guys have come up with the answer. Right. And that is that uh, they've got this technology now that can read uh, your lips, essentially, or the muscles around your mouth. And I thought there were a million, like 136 things involved in smiling or something, right? So, Well, they've, they've worked out where to put these sensors yeah. and uh, they can tell what you're saying. So it actually, it's clever enough to be able to understand continually spoken sentences, which I've got to say is a whole heap better than a lot of the uh, voice recognition yeah. software. And it uses around. only nine electrodes stuck to the face, but the picture looks like he's got it all <laughs> over his hands as well. So is he, is this guy doing Makaton at the same time or something? Um, it, it's not, uh, uh, I mean, they do confess that it's not ready for prime time just yet. Uh, but, no, because uh, you're going to have to have a thing stuck on your face. <laughs> Where, why are you wearing a balaclava on the train? Oh, it's just my voice lip sensitive thing. I'm dictating I'm quiet, to myself. but I do look like a freak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so well, I, have, I have worn one of those things that goes on your head and it's supposed to measure. Oh, yeah. You know, what allegedly it like? breaks. Do that work? It's painful, to be honest. Oh, really? And you do have to sort of wet what? the little things that go on Ooh. your forehead with stuff. Ooh, that just a so, I guess that's the other thing they don't put down here. You know, they've got to make an electrical contact. Mm. Yeah, it does need to touch your face. But very possible, I guess. I mean, it's very just... Very cool. Like, I mean, if you get... I mean, aside from the obvious problems, if you get past that, uh, then they're saying it would be very cool you could talk in your native language and you could get something to, you know, speak, uh, translate and speak it into a, in another another language. That would be very mm. cool. Okay. Well, I guess... Um, and this is just some university, right? I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't pronounce it, but... Yeah. It's the, it mentions NASA's had a look at this as well for use in uh, noisy environments such as the space station. I would have thought the space station would be pretty quiet. I would have thought so too. It's like, hey, keep it down in there, you Russians. Yeah, I mean, Stop all the, the noise is going on inside, right? I guess, you know, maybe when you're firing the main thrusters or something. Maybe, you know? but I thought, generally um, speaking, it's pretty quiet up there, like... I don't know. When I've seen Firefox, the movie, they just use thought control. Do away with it. (laughs) Come on, NASA, up your game. If some guy in a university in Hanover can do it with this, you can do thought control. It's got to be done, really, isn't it? Mm. So I I think that's very cool, very good progress, but uh, I don't think anyone's going to wander around with uh, electrodes electrodes strapped to their face. Mm. And um, what's the other thing I saw? I think it's a a new, uh, another bicycle kind of thing, electric Mm. bicycle um, with my... uh, kind of penchant for those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called a yike bike. Okay. And what does a yike bike do? Well, it's not really a bike. That's the thing. It looks a bit like a penny farthing. 
Oh, yeah. Big wheel on the front, little wheel on the back. Uh-huh. And you kind of sit on it. It's done by another New Zealand chap who's a bit of an entrepreneur. <laughs> right. Um, and it's got built-in lights and regenerative mm-hmm. braking and electric mm-hmm. kind of stuff, about 10Ks. The only downside is it's about $5,000. <laughs> but it does only weigh 10 kilos and it folds up into a, like a really small thing. So Very take cool. a look at that, yikebike.com. All right, um, I'll definitely check that out. So I, I actually noticed, James, your your Go Cycle is actually up for some design awards. Is it? Well, not mine specifically, I'd imagine. <laughs> well, the, the general category of your bike. Yeah, so... Uh, but you're yeah. doing a limited edition black one, I must say. So, Ooh, What colour is yours? Mine's so white. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you haven't you haven't pimped it out with your Subaru yet. Oh, uh, I haven't. But there's an idea. I could mm. probably do some put some black bits and pieces on <laughs> some stripes, some racing stripes. I'm trying to think. Well, I to stop <laughs> me dropping it on the floor. That's probably the main thing. Um, but yeah, it is getting a bit of use, which is the main thing. Especially now it's warming up a bit. So mm. um, spring is in the air, and I think that about uh, finishes up. up for on the Couch Podcast number 131. Indeed. Well, it's great to, to talk to you this week, James. And, uh, and you, Ian. Uh, look forward to episode 132 next week. Yeah, speak to you then. And thanks for listening, everyone. Bye from James. And bye from Ian. Cheers. Bye.